Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Judy the Foodie. Today, I will be discussing my experience in the food industry. Now, I've been a working girl since I was 16 years old, and I've had seven different jobs in the food industry. This episode is not going to be me complaining about why the food industry sucks or anything like that. I adore the food industry, obviously, because I had seven different jobs in the span of only a few years. This episode is to educate people who haven't worked in the food industry or certain jobs that I've had, or to relate for the people that have had similar jobs or even the exact same job and we were coworkers. This episode is also here to help you as the customer to sympathize with your server or cashier or whatever that may be. Because like all jobs, there is going to be a few downsides and you don't really know until you ask how it's like, you know what I mean? And I'm not here to be the spokesperson for every single food industry job. No, no, no. I'm here just to share my experience and that's about it. Now, the very first job that I had was when I was 16 years old. I worked at a Euro shop. Imagine a subway, but for euros, if that makes sense. And instead of putting sandwiches into a microwave, we steam pitas and our meat and eggs for breakfast hours was all cooked on a flat top grill. After only working there for about two weeks, I started opening and closing all by myself. That was a lot to put on a little 16-year-old girl. I, I handled it like a champ, but still, that was a lot. And it was really hard for me in the beginning when I was just learning customer service in general, let alone making people's food. I learned so much in this job, but it was hard not having someone to ask questions to. It was all me. Besides that, I just had a bunch of fun. My coworkers were great. It was fun to make all these different pita sandwiches and go down the line and fix yourself up one every once in a while and helping customers and making it look all nice and pretty. But one thing that they don't tell you, a lot of jobs in the food industry, especially fast food or places like this, you have to wear gloves. No biggie, right? Here's where it gets frustrating. Some of these jobs require you to wash your hands before you put on the gloves. Understandable, right? Here's the thing. When you have wet hands and try to put on a clear glove, you know those gloves that are completely clear and they're completely flat? You know what I'm talking about? They have little dots all over them. When you try to shove your hand in one of those, it does not work. And it takes you a while. And when I was first working there um, at the Zero Shop, I would be by myself, right? So people would be waiting on me and I would be so stressed out. I'd try to shove my hand in all these different gloves. They'd start ripping and people would just watch me just all by my lonesome. It was horrible, but it's part of the process. Kind of like an initiation ritual, dare I say. Here is one of my favorite memories from working at this Euro shop. I had cheer practice at the high school that I was attending five days a week. Of course, that means a couple days a week I would go from cheer practice straight to work. And the dress code wasn't too strict, so half the time I would put on my 
work shirt that had our logo on it and still have my cheer shorts on, right? One of these nights when I was closing by myself after cheer practice, I was cleaning the grill at the end of the night. To clean this grill, you do it right after you turn the grill off. So it's not on, but still pretty hot. And you put oil over it. And then you have these charcoal bricks and you scrub, right? All over this hot oil. And eventually it looks all nice and pretty. So here I am just scrubbing. And my cheer coach walks in. As I'm scrubbing, I hit the back of the grill and black grease goes all over me. I was tingling everywhere because it's hot. I was like literally getting burns all over my body because I was wearing a short sleeve shirt and my cheer shorts, right? And my coach just is in awe. I look over and she's just like, you really do this? Like all the time after cheer practice, like what the heck, you're freaking nuts, right? It was just so funny. The laughter stopped after cleaning this grill for months. This one splash instance wasn't the only time. And eventually I got sick of oil splattering all over me. And one day it got so bad, the grill was so hot it left a scar on my face. On my forehead, I had a big circle. It lasted a long time. I'd say it lasted for the rest of high school. A big circle of a grease stain on my forehead, which I know it can be worse. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But this is when I vowed to never get a scar from a minimum wage job again, period. Because at the end of the day, I'm not making enough money to validate getting scars of any kind. My next job was a dying business. I also had one of these jobs during the pandemic as well. Working for dying small businesses is so sad but fulfilling. Let me explain. When you work for a struggling small business, at least in my experience, my bosses were very vulnerable. It's not like they were complaining, but they really let like they weren't putting on this big guy persona anymore. They were struggling and they would let you know. And it was just a good dynamic between worker and boss. Now, when a business is struggling, typically the food is a little overpriced because they don't know how many customers they're going to be having that day. So every order counts. So a lot of time people would walk in and see the price and immediately walk away and it would just be so sad. And that's something that I had to deal with a lot or explaining our prices. And I'd have to explain it in a way that didn't make it look like we're struggling, right? But one of the amazing things that I got out of working for both of these businesses is that my ideas were heard. I learned the most out of both of these jobs that I've ever learned in any of my food industry jobs that I had for years. At these jobs, I was able to experiment. I was able to create my own drinks to put on the menu. I was able to decorate these places. I took on multiple jobs as one person 
one Christmas, it was super fun. They couldn't hire a really cool Christmas cookie decorator. So I became that person and it was so much fun. I learned how to make super cool Christmas cookies, like iced ones, if you know what I mean. And I would spend hours on them and it was so much fun. And it was a new skill that I doubt I would get at any other job. Another thing was I created an entire Instagram account to get customers to come in. I also created discounts for students too. At bigger chains or at restaurants or anything in the food industry that's going well, they don't want to hear your ideas. They're, they got it all covered. But at businesses that are struggling, they're here for you. They want any help that you can give them. So it was honestly amazing. And it made me feel like I had a purpose working there. It wasn't a clock in, clock out, get my work done situation. I was thinking about work off the clock. I was thinking about how I can bring more customers in and spreading the word about the small business that I worked at. And honestly, it was the best. It was truly fulfilling. Next, I worked for a catering company. Working at this job had the most chaotic hours ever. One week, I would work four hours. The other, I'd be working for 24. It was all up in the air. But I mean, that comes with a catering job. They rely on events. At this job, there was two sides of it. Their fancy food was great, but their typical food wasn't as popular. So for their typical food, I would be the person to take the food out to the event. And then after the event is over, I'd go pick it up. When I'd pick it up, a lot of times, 50% or more of it would just be left there or picked at. And that's where I found my passion for limiting my personal food waste. And I actually ended up writing a paper about it that term. On the other hand, their fancy food was amazing. It was just a total switch. It was so weird. When they had fancy food, it was legit fancy food. I remember the one time I catered for their fa- like one of their fancier events, we each got to take a plate home and I grabbed a tiny bit of everything they had to offer and I came back to my dorm and my boyfriend and I shared every little piece of it and gave little reviews about it and it was just so much fun. One of the things about carting the food around the event is that obviously there's going to be silverware, there's going to be big silver trays and Bunsen burners, plus napkins and other little things. I'd be carting all around. Every little crack on the sidewalk would make this super loud rattling sound. Uh, Whenever a breeze would go by, napkins would just go flying everywhere and it was just so embarrassing and I had I had to go all over and pick them all up and then store them in a little spot on the cart so I could throw them away obviously because they touched the ground it was just this whole entire thing and when I got hired we have a uniform which had a baseball cap you know you had to have your own black pants and your own work shoes and then they gave you a shirt now when I got hired I asked for a small but they didn't have any, which is fine. 
So they gave me a men's extra large in place of that. That's the only thing that they had. So if you can imagine just carting around, just making all this noise, napkins flying, just going all over, picking it up, it was a disaster. But honestly, it was fun at the end of the day. Now I can look back and laugh. But oh my gosh. Now, one of my favorite memories from this job was... I was carting around with my boss because it was a big event. We both went up to cross the street and he immediately started going. And you obviously could tell on my face. I was like, what? And he turned around and he said, don't look both ways. And I was like, what? What do you mean? So I went up to him after I crossed the street and he said, if you don't look both ways, then if someone hits you, they can pay for your whole college tuition. I was like, what? And he's like, it's their responsibility to stop, not yours. So just start crossing. Who knows what can happen? It was just so funny. I've never had a boss act like that before. I mean, he's right, but I don't know. I still look both ways when I cross the street, but sometimes in the back of my mind, I can hear his voice. So I was enjoying myself at this catering job, but this is when COVID hit and we all got sent home from college and I had to go back to my hometown. Thankfully, by the grace of God, I got handed the most perfect job. I got hired at a downtown coffee shop, not just any coffee shop, the coffee shop. This is the coffee shop that tourists would go to, locals would go to, everyone would go to this shop. Like I said earlier, I've been a barista before, but this was completely different. That is one of the things I learned at this job is that every coffee job is radically different. At this place, our coffee was pristine. The owner of the place, the owner of the coffee shop is actually from Europe, so she took coffee very seriously all of our shots were timed we had to weigh them out we had to do certain things with them we needed to make sure it was perfect she did not care if you threw out a shot she just cared about the shot that you put into that coffee and served to the customer was perfect which i applaud her with it was amazing coffee we actually roasted our beans in-house it was a very nice shop we had a whole menu as well where we sold sandwiches which i've talked about before on the picnic episode that i still make to this day everything was super fresh we would make our own sauces for all the sandwiches and all the other goodies the salads we had it all if you can think of a trendy coffee shop in your head that has a cafe where you have food where you have breakfast and lunch everything's super good And it's in the middle of downtown Hood River, Oregon, the middle of just beautiful scenery. That was this coffee shop. While learning how to make coffee the right way, I learned that for hot coffee drinks with any milk that you are using, when you steam them to make sure like the milk is done steaming to make sure that it's done, you literally burn your hand. What is that? What the heck? Also... Most places don't go by degrees, Fahrenheit. 
if that makes sense. I've had a couple people will come in when I worked at this job asking for a certain degree that their latte wanted to be. I would just burn my hand and say, that's good. I'm sorry. You couldn't go to the most professional coffee shop, but most of the time they don't have thermometers to make sure that your entire latte is this exact temperature that you want. Because obviously the espresso and the milk is going to be different temperatures. And then when you mix, it's just the whole thing. So putting that out there. But if you want to, you can. The last thing that I wanted to mention was the amazing tips. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm more of saying that if you are in a spot as a college student, wherever you are on your walk of life, if you're struggling but still want to get coffee, and if you only have the exact amount to pay for your drink, do not beat yourself up for not giving a tip. I'm saying this because when I worked at this coffee shop, I worked 40 hours a week. So I, I got the gist of how the average tips were. I would get around $80 a day. I'm not joking. I would split it with a bunch of people. All my coworkers come out with a, around $80 every single day. Again, not bragging. I'm just here for you. If you are not in a place where you can tip, but you still want to reward yourself with a cup of joe, you can do that. It's okay. No one's going to be mad at you for not tipping. After coming back to Monmouth for school, I had one of the dying small business jobs that I've mentioned before. It did die. It was tragic. It was so sad. While I was in between jobs, since I am a college student, I can't just not work. So I went to my last resort. I worked in fast food. I'll say it, but I'll say it with pride. Working in fast food is so freaking hard. What is up with that? Did you know that from the exact moment that you pull up to the drive-thru speaker to make your order, Tell when you leave with your food, that entire experience is timed and it is on a big screen for everyone to see. There's actually multiple screens throughout the back of the fast food restaurant for everyone to see how fast or how slow your pace is. And when there is a rush, obviously things happen. Sometimes someone might not get the right order or they don't know what they want or they ordered a bunch of modifications and it takes a minute for someone who's training to make sure everything is perfect. So eventually the boss would come in, the boss would come in and he'd be like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Our average time is three minutes and 30 seconds. Pick up the pace. And that's actually a thing. A good time is between one minute and two minutes. From when you order till when you leave with your food, done paying, goodbye, see you later. That's just nuts. I applaud everyone that works there. And here's another thing. Just McDonald's or just fast food workers get a bad rep. A lot of these workers have worked in the same restaurant for years because they like it. It's not a horrible job. It can be your thing. You just don't know it. And the nice thing about these huge chains is that 
a lot of them provide college support, meaning that they give scholarships out if you're working with them while going to school, which is super cool. And there's a bunch of room for advancement because there's so many freaking workers, so long of hours that they need a bajillion managers and stuff like that. And again, since I just mentioned the long hours, most I feel like most college students can make it work. If you're looking for a little money to pay for classes, for books, or just to spend, you could work a few hours at a fast food place. It's not Everyone was nice to me, at least. It was a good community. People were laughing. People were having a good time. And there's so many different things that you could be doing. People that work in fast food work so hard. I was exhausted after every single shift, and the main dining room wasn't even open. So it was just drive through and I was done for the day. I wanted to take a nap. Finally, I will be discussing my most recent food industry job that I just left recently because I got hired as the lifestyle editor of the Western Howl. I worked at a pizza shop here in Monmouth. It was fun. I loved my coworkers. Pizzas were so fun to make. Pizza is my favorite food, so I was having a great time making them, figuring out all the different ingredients I would use, making pizza for myself. It was it was a good job, and it wasn't a Domino's. Like we had a lot of good ingredients and a lot of different pizzas, and we made everything from scratch. I feel like if someone asked me to make ranch on the spot, I could do it. Honestly, I've made it so many times. Our ranch was really good. Anyways, it was a good time. One thing for the customer to keep in the back of their mind is, at least for this shop, and I know a lot of shops that are chains, they use conveyor belt ovens, meaning that you place the pizza on the very end of the conveyor belt, and then it goes through the oven, and then you pick it up, and that's it. It's cooked very well, the end. So when people ask for extra crisp crust, it didn't really happen most of the time, if I'm going to keep it real. We could do that when they were the only order, so it would go through the conveyor belt, we'd push it in a little bit more, the end. But if it was during a rush or there was multiple orders, we couldn't just shove other pizzas back just to shove yours back. It just, I promise you, it's cooked to perfection. I promise you that. It's a good conveyor belt system. But if that's your thing, walk in and order. Get the vibe of the place. Is it busy? If it is, then most likely it's not going to be extra crispy. There's nothing I can do. It's a conveyor belt system. While working at this pizza shop, I made pizzas closed at the end of the night, cleaned, all that good stuff. I'd also deliver. Delivering was so much fun. What made me personally like delivering the most was that I have a Prius. I'm very blessed to own a Prius, meaning that I was pocketing a lot of the money that I made, right? I wasn't spending a lot of money on gas to work. I'd go all around town, but it was a three-mile radius. So I was just going and giving people pizzas, collecting the tips, thank you very much, and then leave, right? 
And with the pizza shop that I worked with, every single delivery, the customer is charged $3 for ordering delivery, and we got to keep one. So it was a good situation. I made profit. I was working. All good. But something to keep in mind, for people that are pizza delivery drivers, a lot of them don't own Priuses. Meaning that if it's a slow day and they're not getting so much in tips and they're just getting $1 for every delivery, they're actually losing money. So for the customers listening out there that like to order delivery for pizza, give your delivery drivers a tip. Because, I mean, it would suck to go in and lose money while working so hard. Imagine the delivery drivers that drive trucks, especially with gas prices now. Like, that would suck. So if you have enough money, so my advice to you, if you can afford it, please give your delivery drivers a tip. They'll thank you for it. The last thing I will be talking about delivery is if you live on the side of a highway or some weird trail, Please do not order in the middle of the night. I'm not joking. When it's wintertime, right? Sunsets at five. People are still ordering at nine o'clock. Hey, if that's your jam, if you're just getting off work, I feel you. Sometimes you want pizza at nine. Whatever. Please drive to us. It sucked going out in the rain and trying to navigate where your house is. And then if we're late, it's this whole ordeal. And it, when we get the order wrong, because I mean, we're all human. Sometimes we'll get the order wrong. So then having to go back out there because you call back saying that's wrong, which is totally reasonable. You should get what you want. And going back out there in the pouring rain, it's all dark. You're trying to navigate the house. Just please do us a favor. Do yourself a favor by saving time. Pick up the pizza, please. Now you're up to date on all of the food industry jobs that I've worked at. I've loved them they all taught me so much. It really helped me with my passion for food, knowing the behind the scenes, how it hard it is to make all of these meals. Yeah, I just learned a lot and I hope you guys learned a lot about the food industry by listening to this episode. I hope that you can find a little bit of sympathy when you order things and when people mess up. We're all human. This is just the jobs that we chose. People mess up. People can't when in the food industry, you don't have a lot of control over things if you work for a big corporation with a lot of other jobs. So please hold that in your heart when you order. I hope you can relate to this episode if you worked in the food industry. I hope you enjoyed. Stay tuned for the next episode.